All right, all right, all right. We are in the house. Welcome to the Social with Rocky house, where we are going to talk about a lot of good things. And these things are going to be very helpful for you if you want to grow. And today we're going to talk about understanding paid content marketing. Paid content marketing, this is going to be one of those big topics that I want you to pay attention to and be in where you can learn, grow, understand, and flow with the times. Because sometimes it can get so stressful and you don't know what to say, you don't know what to do. It might just you know, get over our heads and then we just completely miss the point. So this is one of those times that we're going to have amazing conversations. I really hope that you know people will be able to come in because of the the app glitch and everything but I just hope that the people who come in you know come in and you guys pay attention and enjoy the conversation we're going to be having today so this is a room that will be on for about an hour so make sure you guys are in here to listen to learn to enjoy and also share this you know on on X share it on you know LinkedIn share it out because the replays are on, yes, but they they will be going off. So not going off right now, but they'll be going off literally off the platform. Um, but I'm letting you guys listen to this so that you can understand, you can grow, you can take action, you can connect with me, you can sign up. Anything that you want to do today, you'll make that available and that can work for you long term if you pay attention to the things that we'll be doing today. So I had to join the app clubhouse <laughs> had to join the app from had to join the app from club deck because I'm on the iOS 17 and of course we all know what's going on with the 17 there's a town hall later today so I'm hoping that there's an update before that there was an update again last night but it didn't solve the problem so if you guys are in here don't update your iOS if you have an iPhone to the 17 yet I've been in the beta version for a long time and I've been having issues ever since. So this one is kind of like the, the, <laughs> the camel that broke its back. It just broke everything. Everything just got destroyed, but it's okay. We are here and I'm happy that you guys are here too with me and we are going to enjoy this discussion today. So for those who are here, just put in the chat where you are tapping in from where are you calling in from where are you based i'd like to acknowledge you i'm looking at the chat right now so let me know in the chat everyone you know if you are around i'd love to you know at least shout you guys out before we get started so let me know guys let me know let me know let me know i'm going to give you guys a few seconds if you guys are in the room chat please open the room chat it's available it's open and um, feel free to put in there where you are based at. Okay, Douglas is based in Cali. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm sure it's early for you, Pacific time. So it's probably like 8 a.m., 8.04 a.m. So thank you so much for being here. Um, anybody else, let me know where you are tapping in from. Um, I'll give you guys a few more seconds before I get started. Um, oh, wow, Daniel, welcome. Welcome all the way from Lagos, all the way from Lagos, Nigeria. Welcome, welcome. This is 
this is amazing. I'm glad that we have an open audience and a wide, 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 wide audience. So thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for being here. So we're going to get started. We're going to get started. So, uh, yeah, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Thank you for joining, Lisa. Good morning. Hope you're doing well. Thank you for being here. I appreciate you. Um, Buzz as well from Philly. Um, wow. Okay. Buzz. I've not seen you before. Thank you so much for being here too. I appreciate it. Awesome. So we're going to be here for about an hour to the next 55 minutes. So if you have your pen and paper, your, your notebook, you know, write down these notes or better yet, click the link up top so you can connect with me. That would be a much better way of doing it so that you can, you know, learn as well. Um, Lisa, you don't have to be in the audience. You can be up here if you want to, you know, it's your space too. So feel free. Um, this is a free space, so you don't have to be in the audience. <laughs> you can be up here if you want to, but uh, I appreciate that feedback as well. Awesome. Awesome. So um, for, for those who are here, right, <sighs> paid content marketing is something that I want us to talk about. Yesterday, we talked about organic content marketing. And organic content marketing is one of the best things you can do for your business before you pay for ads. The reason why it's so important to do this before is because you want to slowly, if I can use that word, you want to slowly ease into your target audience by letting them know that you are the person to go to when they need help with something that they know you can provide. Now, a lot of us run paid ads, right? And just to do a poll in the room, put a one in the chat if you've run an ad and put a two in the chat if you've made ROI from the ad, like monetarily. Put a one in the chat if you have run an ad Put a two in the chat if you've run an ad and you've also gotten an ROI. Like you haven't, your your ROI was positive. So I'm going to give you guys a few more seconds. I don't want to dwell too much here. Okay. So Carla one, Ryan two, Douglas two. Okay. So for those who are got the ROI, were you satisfied with your ROI or do you feel like you could have paid less? Yeah, I'll give you guys some time to put that in the chat. But as you're doing that too, the reason why I'm asking this question for those who are, who have never run ads before or those who have and have not converted or who have converted, this is all for you. It, it covers the whole thing. Because when you are running ads, you're running ads because you are building attention. You're building awareness. When people run ads, they're bypassing the SEO. They're bypassing the organic, which is totally fine. But the problem is as soon as that ad stops running, you stop running, you stop building, you stop growing as a business. And that is, that's a problem, right? And Ryan is saying before COVID, it was fire and now it sucks um, or it's terrible right now. It's not as it was before. Douglas said paid less. I had no idea what I was doing. So you see, that's, that's what usually happens whenever these things come to play. And oh, I see Kimmy raised her hand. Bring you up, Kimmy. Thank you so much for being here with us as well. And I also see you all as well in the chat. So if you guys have any questions, feel free to raise your hand or let me know so we can talk about it. So 
the reason why or accidentally <laughs> okay kimmy no worries no worries so the reason why I'm, I'm asking this question is because a lot of people spend money on ads they either spend money on ads because they know what they're doing or they are trying out something or they were told you can run ads for five dollars a day and you can make money but the reality is that's not true right now i'll give you a very basic example to show you how you can make money with paid ads put a one in the chat if you're ready for this tip put a one in the chat i want to see if you guys are awake because i know it's early in the morning i know the app is glitchy but i want you guys to put a one in the chat before i say what i want to say so because you may have heard this before but you may not have heard it the way i'm about to say it and i want you guys to catch on it so put a one in the chat i see you guys thank you um, I know other people may not be close to their phones, they may be away, but um, if you guys are here, I'm glad that you're also within the room as well. Okay, here we go. Let's go, Douglas. <laughs> and welcome, Rocky. Welcome, welcome. Good morning. What up? What up, what up? So I was just about to let them know something, and this is in terms of paid advertising. <clears throat> here we wait, go. wait, 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 favorite. We have to settle a great debate. Did you get... Okay. <laughs> Did you get Alex Hermosi's big book or the little book? I got the big book. Okay, because like, Travis Michelle said the book won't big. I said, I don't think you got the right one because I got the huge <laughs> book, like the school textbook. Yeah, <laughs> I got the hardcover, the one that like you see on the shelf, you pull out and you're like, okay, now I got to go through chapter five. <laughs> it's really yeah, that's what I got. a big one. Okay, yeah. Yeah, it's a big one. I knew that, you know, the thing is, I thought it was small because when I saw the, when I, not downloaded, when I purchased the order on his website, the, the book looks small. So I was like, oh, I'm going to get this nice A4 book, not knowing that it was a huge package. So I'm sure Rock, Rocky, you were also shocked when you got it too, right? Oh, yeah. I was like, what the hell is this? My mom was like, and then I saw it said acquisition. I said, no way. And I opened it and I was like, oh my God, but I love it. I love I got to see, like, I got to see, I got to see pictures. It makes me feel like, um, I just love it. I'm on page 73 and you know how he says, sorry guys. Um, you know how he says, do the audiobook with reading it. It's so mm. much faster and better. Oh. So I got the audible and I got the, the book. Is the audible like the podcast series or it's a different section? No, it's the exact the same book, but you're listening to it as you're reading it with him. And it lets you read, like for me, I read so slow. So when you play the audible while he's, while you're going through the book, you just read it faster and you retain information better. True. And it's working. I'm already implementing. So nice, 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 nice. Okay. Yeah, guys, we are on this wave. Social Iraqi, we are on this wave. Not, it's not just us, Lisa too, Travis Michelle as well, you know, Jasmine, everybody, you know, we are on this. So if you guys want to do that, please make sure you guys get the book too. It's a hundred million dollar leads. Um, by Alex Hormozzi. It's it's an amazing, amazing, amazing book. And you guys should definitely get it. So yeah, we won't tell you what to get if we don't recommend it and we try it ourselves first. So yes, um, thank you so much for that, Rocky. I'm sure some people are like, huh, what is that? Who is that? But yeah, you guys check him out. It's amazing, really, really amazing. So <clears throat> when it comes to paid content marketing, right? I wanted to give you guys an example, a very good example. And this is it. Here we go. If you have, um, and I know Rocky can definitely attest to this too, 
is if you have a product and you're selling this product as an ad, right? What's going to happen is you have to understand the value of how much you are offering this for as a, as a price point and how much you are spending to make that back. So if you are, for example, right? I like that. I like, I didn't even know Alex Omozi has a gift here on Clubhouse. Thank you, Lisa. <laughs> That's a good one. So you guys know who we're talking about. If you spend a dollar, right? Let's say your ebook is a dollar or your white paper is a dollar, right? Before I say the answer, put in the chat how much you need to spend to make that dollar sale. Just put in the chat. I want to see if you guys are on the same page. I just don't want to tell you. I want you guys to critically think about it. If you have a package, if you have an offer, you have a, a sale, and this thing is costing you a dollar to purchase, put in your credit card and you pay a dollar. How much should you put in to make that dollar? 15 cents. Okay. And this is per day, guys. $2, okay. Okay. Let's see, let's see, let's see. Anybody else? You're asking how much in ad spend do you need to spend to make a dollar? Yeah, per day. To make a dollar like your product is a dollar. Yeah, to get a sale on that dollar product. Huh, okay. Everybody has... A different answer. Is that five cents? I see twenty-five. Five cents. <laughs> wow. Five cents. <laughs> five cents per day to make a dot. Wow. Some say fifty cents. Ooh. Okay. Dr. Chan says ten dollars. Okay. So Dan and Dr. Chan are close. Um, ideally anything less than a dollar, but if you're thinking lifetime value, then <laughs> okay. So this is what I will say, right? If the, and you guys may have not heard this before because I'm going into keywords right now. If you are selling this product and let's say this product is a dollar and inside this product, right? You are having uh, a keyword. Let's say you're selling this for, let's say SEO tools, right? For example, and if I type in on Google search and I'm seeing, okay, SEO tools and the, the cost per click or the, the cost for that actual keyword is let's say, $1.43 or $2.30, for example, right? Now, when you look at those dollar units, that is an indication to tell you how expensive that keyword would be. So in this case, if you are creating a product and you're selling this product online for a dollar, right? You need to be spending anywhere between two to five times the amount. If you hit 10, even better. Like Dr. Shannon said, $10, right? That's good because that's 10X, right? Meaning that if I'm spending $10 a day or if I'm spending $5 a day to get one person to spend $1 with me, then the number of people that are going to get that price point, especially if you're looking at the keyword and the keyword is not so expensive from the organic section, then you would be making more money because you are putting in more of that money to get out that result. So if you have a dollar product and let's say you make a thousand sales, right? That means you've, you've gotten a thousand dollars from this $1 product. 
but you put in about let's say five to ten dollars and this is per, per month i mean as far as the the, the the ad is running per day but the amount you're getting per month is of course cumulative based on you know what you do because sometimes when people are spending money on ads if you pay attention to the days that you actually make your dollars most times it either happens either in the beginning of the month somewhere in the middle or closer closer to the end and if you also look at the day of the the week most times the sales happen during th between thursdays to sundays now that is subjective some people may have sales all monday but when I look at it from that perspective, most people would spend money on Thursdays to Sundays. And I actually did a test on this because this was about two years ago. Um, yeah, about two, yeah, two years ago, there was a client that we worked with and she opened a second location in Dallas, right? And she has a boutique store. And our goal was to make sure that within the 12 month cycle, we have been able to accumulate more leads and also accumulate sales in the process. So we did that. We we broke even and we you know we profited. She even opened a second location in Dallas on top of where she was before. And whenever we sent out emails, right? And I'm coming to emails because of the paid content part. Because whenever you're making a sale, you have to leave your email address, right? So if we created a, a formula that allowed her to make sales during the weekend, of course, for her boutique, it's a little different because most times people look for what to wear on a Thursday because they're going out on a Saturday. Some people, you know, go shopping on Friday because they know they're going to go out that night or they're going to go out sometime in the weekend, right? If they're trying to buy something different. So we were always making sure that we're targeting those ads to make those sales between the Thursday to Sunday cycle. So if you have a dollar product and you are spending way more than that dollar and not less, then you will be making that exact dollar amount. So some people say, how much should I you know, spend per day? There's no way you can be spending $5 a day on a $30 product or a $50 product when what you're putting in is not as much as what you're trying to get out. So point is, you want to make sure that you are looking first at the keyword that you want to rank for organically, which is where you start from. And then if you've accumulated that value and you have that value within your keyword structure, within your word cloud, which I talked about yesterday, and you are creating content around that keyword, then the moment you start to run ads and your pricing is put within that section, you will always be getting traffic. You will always be getting results. And then on top of that, you don't want to just run ads for ad sake. You don't want to run and say, oh, I'm just going to run ads and I'm gonna reach 1,000 people, 2,000 people, your goal should be to run ads so that you can actually acquire leads. Now, when you do that with that $10 a day plan or $5 a day plan for that $1 product, right? You want to make sure that as they are leaving their contact information, those details are accumulated within your email. Now, one thing I definitely would say about emails is, and I see a huge click-through rate on this, especially when it comes to paid content, is you run an ad, they see your video, they click on it, they leave their contact information, now they're in your funnel, they're in your system, they're in your community, they click through that, they now go to your website, they check it out, they probably might leave, right? Now, because they've, they have their contact information with you, they've pretty much thrown the ball into your court. So now, in your court, you have to start thinking about how do I connect with these people and how you connect with them is going back to keywords. It's going back to content. 
there's no way you can get someone's email address and not send them episodes, podcast episodes, or send them articles. That's a miss. If every email you send has a sale pitch or sales pitch next to it, at some point they're going to drop out because they feel like they're not learning anything new, right? They just know that, okay, I'm just going to be sold this product every single time I show up or every single time I open your email, there's a link to buy something. Sometimes you don't want to have that because if you just have a series of videos, you say, okay, this is going to be a one-minute video, a two-minute video, a three-minute video, and they're within your funnel and they're, you're talking to them. Yes, the product is a dollar, but what they're getting back is way more than what they are spending. Now, I'm just using the dollar as a perspective because, of course, we may have products that are a dollar up. But for those who keep asking, why am I spending $5 a day and I'm not making any money? It's possibly because you're not spending more than what you, be, you should be spending on you know, within that ad set. And the reason why I'm also bringing this up is because of Pinterest, right? I mentioned this yesterday, you know, to our group, and I wanted to bring it today here as well. Pinterest has, it's it's so, such a beautiful place to be now on Pinterest because I literally just got access to the lead ads, quiz ads, and showcase ads on Pinterest. And I'll be updating the Pinterest course so that people can get to see that new layer. It's only in beta. It's in beta right now, and you have to literally get access to it. They have to approve your business ID, and then it takes about five to seven business days for you to get approved. So I got mine approved yesterday because I started my process the week before. So anyone that's on board with us, you know, client-wise, like Travis Michelle as well, and also Lisa, if she gets into Pinterest, yes, that will be the access that you'll be getting too. We'll just need to go through the business ID and the setup and all that stuff. So why I'm bringing this up to you guys is that with Pinterest, if you want to build leads, if you want to build awareness, you have to start from the base and start with your keyword strategy before you even think about spending money on ads. Yes, Rocky? Are you talking about Pinterest ads or Google ads? Pinterest ads. Were you talking about Google ads at first? No, I was I was talking about, you know, Facebook pretty much ad, ads in general, Facebook, Instagram, the whole meta platform, anywhere that you're running ads, because I know Google ads also allows you to use keywords in them too. But I was speaking in general, because even the captions you put in your copy are keyword based as well. Yeah, I just wanted to add really quickly, because I just tested this out for myself, um, running ads into a free lead magnet, and then having the email funnel like um, favor said will get you better results on top of the keyword and everything as well because I, i'm running ads on pinterest google and facebook just to test them out and i only had like very very low percentage for how much i'm spending as a conversion into the boot camp that i have that's 47 dollars. so if you have a freebie even though people not freebies if you have a freebie into a funnel leading to a sale that will help you convert a lot better so i just wanted to add that thank you rocky that is so true it's so, so true. And the reason why it's free is not so that you can get it for free. It's so that you can be qualified as a, an eligible candidate, if I can use that word, to actually purchase it. Because if you have something for free and they just get it, cool. But if you have something for free, but they have to opt in to get it, that shows that you actually need this information. It's a, it's a KPI in itself. It's not a sale, but it's a KPI that has been achieved. I'll give you guys an example. Uh, Search Engine Journal. I follow them a lot, SEG, because they have some amazing content there too. 
and I also do research. You know, I don't just talk SEO. I have to do research to know what's going on. And I talked about the Gemini yesterday um, on what's going on with Google Gemini. And when I looked at the search engine journal, they have a state of uh, they have a state of SEO 2024 report. So I got the report yesterday. But for me to get the report, because I got it in my email, I got the email. I'm already subscribed to them. But they said, hey, if you want this report, you leave your contact information here. Now, people may think that's redundant. But guess what? On the back end, if you really know what's going on technically, they're segmenting you in a position on on their database, within their database, to show that this person is not just interested in SEO, but they're interested in information about SEO or reports about SEO or anything to do with, you know, a deliverable. So I downloaded the copy yesterday. And to my surprise, there's so many new things that are actually exciting to, to actually take note. And I'm really excited that this is something that, you know, we're going to start seeing in a couple of months, in a, in a short number of months, it's going to be a completely different scene. And why I like what's happening with what they actually presented is that when you start to look at your keywords, you know, it goes back to your keywords. If you run, if you have keywords on your website and you're ranking and you're seeing them on your query tab, it means that you have pages that can, you know, be indexed, pages that can be seen. So when you start looking at these trends, you start looking at what's going on and how people are using your content to find information that they need to get them to the point where they feel more comfortable in purchasing your product, you have to also think about where traffic is coming from and how traffic is being processed, right? So if I'm running an ad, for example, specifically on Pinterest, and now I want to run an ad so that I can get leads, right? There's a section that I saw in there that says, how do you want to, you know, get the leads? They tell you, of course, name, phone number, email, they zip code, and they get, they have so many other options too. And then you create it and you run it as an ad. And of course you have your keywords and your interest there. Now, the reason why you want to think about paid content marketing is not so that you can necessarily make sales from your paid advertising, but so that you can gather data gather information and then gather collections of clustered content pieces that will allow you to run, you know, organically. Because when you think about paid ads, companies run ads all year. Some companies do, some just run ads, you know, during the holiday season, some run ads maybe during the, the seasonal times when their, their company is really represented in that light. So not everyone run, ad, run ads like daily on 365, but you can. If you want to, if you have a $1 ebook, you can spend 365 times the number that you want to, you know, bump it up to and say, okay, I'm just going to put a thousand dollars for the year. And I'm just going to run an ad once $1 a day like that, or $3 a day, depending on what your threshold is. But you have to also consider what your pricing model is. So when you're running ads on a platform like Pinterest, right? And I have organic content and I'm saying, you know what, I'm going to run this throughout the whole U.S., see what's going on, and then get their leads. Now, when I start looking at the zip codes, it starts to change everything. Because when you think about zip codes, you think about consumer behavior, right? One zip code can be completely different from the other, and consumer behaviors can be completely different from the, from each other too. So if you're looking at it from that perspective, there's a website I tell people to go to. It's called Home Facts, homefacts.com. You can put in that person's zip code, 
and then you get to see what that place looks like. You get to see the city, you get to see the household income, you get to see like how much a place costs. You get to see all those details and that allows you to know, okay, if I need to run more ads here or if I need to run ads in this place, if I'm focusing on this is my target audience and I want to make sure that my target audience is represented within this zip code, right? So when you're running paid content marketing, you're not running it for sales. Of course, that's what you're looking for, but you want to get closer. You want to have it from an, an inbound perspective to a direct perspective. And this is what I mean. If I'm organically writing content on my website and I can see that it's being indexed by the search engines, right? And people can find me conveniently. They can find my content. They can find what I'm looking for. They can find me actually showing up whenever they have a question. Oh, there's Favor, or there's Rocky, or there's Travis Michelle. You know, they will see that consistently. And the day that you run an ad, they will not feel like you're selling to them. They'll actually feel like, oh, okay, this person actually wants to tell me more than what I see organically. Some people have a different perspective. Some people, when they, when they have an ad running and they've not been running organic content all year and it's Black Friday and everyone is just bumping you with emails, they'll be like, man, where have you been all year? Why are you sending me an email now when you weren't even telling me, you know, happy birthday, you know, before now? Like, it gets to that point where you have to really understand your customers. You want to understand their consumer behavior. You want to understand, okay, is it better to send them an email in the morning or send them an email in the evening? Are you able to test those things out and then to see what people like? So when you think about a paid content marketing strategy, you have to start organically first because anything you're doing with paid advertising is coming off or it's branching from organic. So if you're running a paid content marketing strategy, case in point, I have an article and I want to actually push this article for brand awareness. Welcome, Atandra. When you push it out and you're putting out content, right? This content piece that you're putting out is allowing people to find your content valuable and to find it relatable. And the reason why they're even seeing it in their timeline is because they've been searching. We don't think about this, guys. Whenever you go to your Google search, right, and you're typing stuff, you'll always find your search history, right? When you go on YouTube, you'll always see your search history. Even when you go to Netflix, you might find your search history there, right? If you go on Amazon Prime and you use that for, you know, videos, you'll find the recent history. Now, the reason why even the videos that you watch on YouTube, right, you can go to a section in your in your actual profile and get to see all the videos that you've watched. It's going to tally all those things, right? The reason why it's doing that is because it's archiving, it's documenting, it's letting the algorithm know what you like. So it's going to group every one of you that is talking about the same thing, that is searching for the same thing, and send that specific ad within that key phrase to you, right? So when you get that ad on YouTube, you get that ad on Google, you get that ad on Meta, you get that ad on Pinterest, it's because you were previously searching for something like that, or it was somewhere within your peripheral because it was something you were interested in. Now, if you do that consistently by offering organic content, by far, anytime you run a paid ad, you're running that paid ad and you're sending them to your website, right? That is the same website. That is the same uniform resource locator, the same URL that you are sending people to within that ad. Because your website is connected to the search console, you already have data that is telling you about the performance. 
And of course, you have analytics that can tell you what's going on in real time, right? There's another platform too, which I'm planning on bringing around maybe October to, to Clubhouse because I don't hear it talked about a lot. It's a privacy-enabled alternative to Google for analytics, which is way more better. It's just way, way better in my opinion because they actually give you video analytics and, and Google Analytics doesn't give you video analytics. So there's a way you can actually factor that into your blogging. So when you run an ad, your ad is not just going into the ether. People can actually read, they can see, they can watch, they can learn, they can also earn eventually because you've actually gone through that process of giving them information. So if you're running a paid content marketing strategy and you start from organic, you start from understanding what do the people need? What does my audience need? What does the community need? What questions are they asking? We don't think about doing research. You know, doing research as simply as going into your YouTube channel or going into your competitor's YouTube channel and watching the videos, or even better yet, going into the comments to read the questions they're asking, going to Reddit, going to Quora, going to Facebook groups, going to LinkedIn, just scanning, just go through all the questions they're asking, jot them down. If they're asking the question a different way, answer those questions and then come back to your domain. It's like you're going out, you go to the grocery store, right? You buy your produce, you buy all the things that you need, you buy your milk, you buy your eggs, you come back home, right? Because you're going to use it at home. So why not go outside, use keywords, find your milk, find your eggs, find your bread, get all the questions, get all the things you need for your cake, get all the things you need for your toast, get all those things from outside and then know what the value of that keyword is because you'll know that, okay, if apples are 99 cents or $3, you know what to do. Do I want green apples? Do I want red apples, right? You get to see all those things too. You get to understand that, okay, if this is how much it costs on the market right now, because we're in September and that's the season for this and it's in season, then this is a perfect time to talk about this. Maybe guavas are not in season and they're probably going to be in season in three months from now. Maybe that's another keyword that you use in your business that may not be of priority right now because that's not what people search for in that season. So when you now gather all that information and you come back to your website and you start building content clusters and actually having articles that have that within the URL, then that keyword that you saw, that mango you saw, that guava you saw, it has turned from it just being a guava in your hand to a guava somebody else can actually reach because now you have that keyword within your slug, right? Your slug is that URL, it's that pathway. So if you have it, your website.com forward slash mangoes, for example, and of course it has to be a long tail keyword, when you have that keyword in that place, then you are building tenacity for your website because eventually when you look at your queries, you'll start wondering, oh, now I'm seeing mangoes in my timeline. I'm seeing mangoes in my queries because I talked about it. I saw it. I knew that that's what people are looking for and that's what my business provides. So when you do that and you know the value of that fruit, when you know the value of that keyword, the moment you start running ads, and then on Pinterest, they ask you, what keywords do you want to have? Because on Pinterest, you have to have at least 25 keywords to use keywords, right? Simple is because everybody's going to find them, you know, using one keyword or the other. But if you can blend it in with Pinterest, with having interests and keywords as your taste graph, then you have a mixed diet. You have a mixed balanced diet. You have like something that is very together 
and they're not all over the place. When you think about a fruit basket, it looks good because all the fruits are put into one place. Imagine if those same fruits were scattered. You're not going to eat it. You might eat it, but it's not going to be aesthetically pleasing to the eye before you eat it. But if it's positioned and it's presented in a good way, knowing that, oh, here are all the mangoes, here are all the oranges, here are all the guavas, here are all the pineapples, all those things, you will see them from a 30,000 viewpoint because you can actually point and locate it. So if you look at your website from a 30,000 viewpoint and you can't locate those apples, you can't locate those links, you can't locate those keywords within your slug, then you have to do, go back to the drawing board and you don't want to run ads. Because if you run an ad, you'd be paying the top dollar for it. You'd be paying the amount that everybody else is paying. But if you go ahead and write content that is ranking on Google search, results pages, a SERP, and then you start running ads on top of that, instead of spending $2 per click, you might be spending 20 cents per click. So the value comes in when you focus on organic first, understanding what are people searching for, get to write those things down. Now you come back and answer them, either in a video form, or you answer them in a podcast form, or you answer them you know, somehow, maybe in a blog format, and then do all three have a podcast, have a YouTube video, and have your text there. Send that to your email as soon as you publish it within the first 24 hours. Now you're getting that momentum going because three months down the line, three years down the line, people are still going to be searching for that like it was a hot cake when it first came out of the oven. So you want to keep people coming back because you want to keep giving people content that they can actually consume. And when you're seeing them as, when you're seeing it as an ad, it changes everything. Because the people that see it, your ad, if you look at your frequency and your frequency says 1.2, that means that they've seen it once. And maybe that 0.2 is the first time they saw it, they just skipped over it after the first 15 seconds. So you also have to think about how much time you're giving on that paid platform. I would rather do a three to 10 second ad than a three minute ad. Why? Because I know the, the attention span, people may drop off halfway. And maybe my call to action is in the second minute, but they dropped off at the 15th second. So you've already missed the whole thing. So you want to make sure that as you're looking at your ads, as you're looking at your paid content, start from the basics. Start from understanding that this ad I'm running is so that, first of all, I can build awareness because they don't know me. They may know me, but they've never seen me in this position before or in this light. Then as soon as they know you, let them know, hey, before you snap out of here, before you swipe, listen to this or put that in the caption. Put that somewhere they can see it. Ask, start off with a question. With Pinterest, I usually say start off with a question. You can do that as well with your other social posts. The reason why is people love facts, right? They love to read facts. But imagine if that fact came in as a question first. Now it, it sparks my curiosity. If I say, oh, did you know how many people there are in the world? You'd be like, oh, I don't know. Maybe let me Google that. Okay. But if I just tell you there are 8 billion people in the world, you'd be like, okay. You, you've not really like... You've not challenged me. You've not given me anything to think about. You've given me what I asked for, but you didn't ask me in a way that I feel like I need to actually, in, you know, involve my own thinking to understand that, right? Is it, you know, cereal before milk or milk before cereal, right? Now you start thinking like, oh, this is what I'm going to do. This is what I, this is how I do it. You know, you start thinking because you've literally given someone an open-ended question that has resulted into so many answers. So if you can do it that way as a business, and start off with a question and pretty much invoke that mindset to think differently, then that will change completely on how you actually process things because content marketing will always keep going. 
right? Whether it's in video form or audio form or text form or even graphic form, at the end of the day, they want to learn something better and that's how you do it. So I think Atandra puts her cereal before her milk. <laughs> Is that right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, awesome. So we have about 20 more minutes left, um, but I wanted to ask if anybody had a question. It's been quiet. I hope you guys have understood some stuff. So I wanted to, you know, pass the mic up to anybody who has a question. And if you have a question in the chat, please put it there or raise your hand and we'll bring you up. Is your demystifying SEO class course, um, was that live or was that pre-recorded? Um, is that a resource that people can use to get a basic level understanding of these concepts? as they're trying to incorporate them in their businesses? Yes, yes. Thank you so much for that question, Atandra. Yes, it was pre-recorded and it's still fresh. It's not even up to a month old yet. And there's so much in there. They're broken down into about three videos and I have some bonuses as well. So if somebody wants to have access to that, all they need to do is just click the link up top. Once you click the link, you'll see the first link that says join the SEO masterclass. Once you click on sign up, you'll leave your contact information there and we'll redirect you to the page where you can see the course and you can decide to do either self-study or you can do a training with me um, as well. So those are the two options that are available. The third one will be available soon, but I'm not bringing that up till later on, but all access to the course is available and that's where you can actually see that um, process too. So. Someone, um, Kimi said my audio is low. This is the problem with Clubhouse. I'm not even using my phone today um, because of the iOS. So let me know if you can hear me. You um, sound fine to me. Okay. Okay. So maybe Kimi, try to increase your volume if, if you can't hear me. But thank you so much for letting me know that. But yeah, that's how you can get it at Tondra. Okay. And then if you were to give everybody in the audience one thing that they could go and do today um, that is based on the information that you offer today, what's the one action that they can take in that direction that they can do today? I love these questions. And guys, if you're gonna do this, put a one in the chat because I want you to see action. The first thing that I will tell you from just listening to me today, I don't want you to run any ads. I want you to focus on organic first before you run ads. So when you run ads, you have your arsenal, right? Pick a platform, preferably YouTube or Pinterest or even Google, right? Or Bing, if you want to go there. Pick a platform, right? A search engine platform. You can go to Facebook, Instagram, you know, X. You can go there if you want to. But if you want to kind of like, I won't say double dip, but if you want to get like the, the sauce, go to the search engine, go to Google, go to YouTube, go to Pinterest, right? And within the search field, type in what you want people to find you for, right? And if you don't see yourself in that search result, that means you're not there, right? So what I want you to do is look at the top pages if you go to YouTube and type in, I don't know what word to use, maybe cooking recipes and you have a, you know, you have a, your chef, for example, and you want to learn a few things. I'm just giving you examples, whatever your profession is, right? If you're into photography, if you're into real estate, go in there, type in and see what people are searching or what people are typing. And before you hit enter, 
before you hit enter. And we don't do this. A lot of us don't do this. When you hit enter, it's literally filtering you into a, a section of content, right? Because of what you search for. So if you go to Google, if you go to YouTube, if you go to Pinterest and you type in your words, pay attention to the search box. Like we don't think about this. There's something called search box optimization, right? But I won't go into that, but it's, it's kind of like the same thing with SEO because as soon as you have your keyword, it's already within the search box. You're going a little bit further. But for those who are taking action today, go into your favorite platform before you hit enter and you've already typed what you're looking for, look at the search box. Look at that search box. You're going to see so many different variations, right? Write those variations down. Either copy them, screenshot them, put them in a spreadsheet, put them down, and then hit enter. When you hit enter, right, look out for the first page. You know, when you think about the first page of Google, before you go to the second one, look at the first page and pay attention and don't look at the sponsored ads because that will just, that will kind of like steer you off the wrong way. Look at the organic results that you get from one to 10, right? You can either write them down, put a screenshot, but I want you to look at each and every one of those results. Don't just look at the results and be like, okay, I can see the results. Look at the results, pay attention to their keywords. Do you see that keyword you typed in in their title? And you also see it in their description. If you see it in the, in the description, you'll see the word in bold, right? When you see the word in bold, it means that that keyword was part of what you searched for within the search box, right? So when you get to see the results, write down those results and see that, okay, maybe this one has three hashtags. This one has three videos supporting it. This one has a blog link. This one has a chapter. This one has, you're going to notice so many different things. Put them all together, all the unique things that you see in each of those individual videos or posts, put them together and create your own cluster box, create your own space, right? So that when you write content, as soon as you hit record, whether it's a podcast, whether it's a, a reel that you want to publish, whether it's a pin that you want to produce, whether it is you know a video that you want to record, whatever it is, even if you're writing something down, Make sure that as you are speaking within the first three to five seconds, that keyword should have been mentioned. That keyword will need to be mentioned because when you use YouTube, right? And you are speaking because people find you on YouTube and you're speaking. We talked about a word cloud before. A word cloud, the more you say the same word, the bigger that word becomes in the cloud, right? So if you are picking out a word that you want to be known for, right? The whole idea, right, is focusing on those words that you see, right? And then when you look at those keywords, look at the different variations. And as you're speaking, make sure that you're speaking with those keywords in your captions because YouTube has auto-generated captions, right? If you use Captions AI, you can do that. If you use Opus, you can see the same thing too, right? So those words that are being pulled out of your speech into that caption space is going to be very important for you because the moment you start talking about, are you looking for three ways to grow your social media presence? Well, here are three ways that you can start building your social media presence today. 
I've said that twice in two sentences or maybe even just one long sentence, right? Because I'm doing that, they're reading the text, they're seeing it, you're validating the proof that you're actually showing them. You're starting off with a question, like I said before, and you're sparking curiosity. When you spark that curiosity, now they're paying attention. Before they pay for anything, they have to pay attention to what you're saying because for them to take action, they need to know what you're telling them. And of course, that takes paying attention, right? Because you don't want to miss a step. So when you go through all those videos, you do your search and you see all those keywords on YouTube, or on Google, make sure that those things are written down. And if you don't have content, go to your website and write content for them. Now, the next question is like, oh, okay, how do I even start? The first thing I'll say, because I don't want to go to the second point, is start there. Start there. Know exactly what people are asking. Go to Reddit. Go to Quora. Go to YouTube comments. Go to the YouTube search. Go to Pinterest search. Some people don't even say anything on Pinterest comments, but you'll find some good stuff there if you really search deep. And get those questions people are asking, and then start answering those questions by asking the same question. When you do that, within three to five seconds, you have allowed people to enter in your world and you've positioned them where they can learn something new. Then when you do that and you start building it and telling them what you're saying in that experience that you have, eventually it will start to pick up. Eventually people will start to understand you better, right? And that way, when you come back, when you go to that search box, you, you tick the first box, you go to the second keyword, you tick that off, you keep going down the list. And in each of those videos you have, right? You have articles, 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 articles. You have links because you own a domain property. So you want to add a new property to your domain. And adding a new property link is the best way to do it as an asset. So you do that video on YouTube, you post it on YouTube, but you move that video on YouTube to your website. So when you have a new article, you can publish that article and send it to your email list within the first 24 hours. And that way they can learn about what you talked about. You can bring it up again, maybe in Throwback Thursday, if you want to do that, if that's what you do. But you want to make sure within the first 24 hours of posting that content you researched is found accessible and relatable. And when you start off with a question, you will always get that curiosity in. So my first step is, yeah, make sure that you do that keyword research. You don't have to use SEMrush or Ubersuggest. You can use those things if you want to go like really techie. But Google is your best friend. They've said that before. So if you go there and you search for things and you find the results and you can see what's actually ranking, then you can go in there and actually add more value. I go a step further. I go all the way to like page seven. If you guys want to go that extent, you can do that. The reason why I do that is because those pages on page seven could one day be on page one. So it's, it's not a sprint. It's a marathon. But so if you show yourself, you know, true and you end up on page six today, next week you end up on page four, the upper week you end up on page two, in a month you're on page one, you're not going back down. You're only going to move up and down the first page. If you ever end up on the first page, you're never going to move back to page five unless you did something toxic. But the whole idea is to capture the keywords people are asking and answer them by asking a question in the videos that you produce. Atondra, I know that was really long, but I hope that helped. That was perfect. Thank you so much for that, because that gave me um, some framework for what I'm about to, to start doing with YouTube. And real quick, before Rocky gets in my behind, I'm going to be focusing on YouTube for a little while. So you may not see that much on my Instagram. Please don't come for me. Okay. I swear to God, I'm coming back. All right. But you know, I got to work this out. I got to get, I got to get it systematized and I've got to get it organized so that I know that I can keep up with. So 
please don't come get me. Thank you so much. That's all. Hey, Atandra, have you seen my ads? I've been running three of them specifically targeted at you. <laughs> I literally like paid for three ads. I cut I cut them off though. Favor just for exactly what you said. Cause I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try Pinterest ads. Cause I'm curious now. I've tried Facebook ads. I've tried Google ads. But um, I have my keywords and I'm using Uber Suggest. So I'm gonna do exactly what you just said, what you just talked about. Um, and it is into something paid. So I might do some kind of a freebie into and do a tripwire into the sale and then go from there. But I'm definitely wanna, I'm, I'm interested. And you said we have to verify it through Pinterest, right? Like you have to, mm -hmm. how long does that take? For Pinterest to verify, verify your website and stuff or whatever that verification thing is. That That's for lead ads. And that's a different thing. It's gonna be available to everyone. I don't know when, they've not announced it. I think they had a Pinterest presents. I wasn't able to attend, but uh, I believe that they're going to roll this out to everyone very soon, but not so soon. It might be in the new year. That's my prediction. But if you want to have direct access to it, then even in their email, they said that you have to contact your account manager or the person that you talk to at Pinterest to get access to it because it's an internal process. They have to get your business ID and it's a long ID. So once they capture that, they now report that to the technical department and then they actually prompt the department to now let your account have access to it. So I just didn't have access to mine till just yesterday. So that's where that, you know, comes in. Like if we get to work together, then I allow them to know that, okay, here are my clients who use Pinterest and here are their business IDs. And then they now verify you, but it takes about five to seven business days, maybe less because it's getting, it's getting easier. They're still in beta mode, but that's how you can get access to it. You can still run ads as you would do on Pinterest, but that specific feature for quiz ads, showcase ads and lead ads is not available to the public yet. Real quick okay. favor. Go ahead. No, go ahead, Rocky. Oh, no, no. Okay, so it's different than the business ads that I have on my business ads option I have right now on my Pinterest. Yeah, right now on Pinterest business, you can run ads, you can run conversion ads, you know, consideration campaigns, brand awareness. You can run ads as you normally would. It's just that the features that they've added will not be available until it's activated, you know, within the account. That's the only difference, but you can still run ads right now. Okay, real quick. So my question is, um, I am going to focus on three keywords, funnels, CRM, and SOPs. Um, and I'm trying to make sure that I'm not pigeonholing myself because the magic behind what it is that I do is really in systematizing the operations and in all of those things. But what most people are familiar with are funnels, CRMs, and then I figured if we start with funnels, then we can move you into CRMs. And then if you understand that, then we can move you into standard operating procedures, which is, you know, the real magic behind what it is that we do. Is that a viable strategy or am I pigeonholing myself? Because there's so many things like, you know, automation of course creation, automation of payroll, you know, AI automation. There's so many things that we do. Um, and at the same time, I'm realizing that maybe we, we really just need to focus on what people are talking about. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. And as you were speaking, I picked one of the ones you said, like the SOPs. 
And I did exactly what I was mentioning earlier, where you would, you know, literally say, okay, I typed it on google.com standard operating procedure. And then I get a bunch of things in bold, like template, meaning, template word, PDF. It even gives me the standard operating procedure, the 2008 film as well. Then it gives me a checklist and it gives me a sample PDF. So on your end, if I look at all these things and they're not on my website, a PDF, a template, the meaning of it, meaning that people are top of funnel, they want to understand what it means. Yes, they can check the dictionary. Uh, right now, when I look at standard operating procedure, it's Brampton, Brampton.ca. That's a Canadian website, right? And they're ranking first place for that. So I would tackle that and say, okay, if people are looking for the meaning of a standard operating procedure, and that's what we provide as a business, then why not talk about it and actually give them all those things in one? Have you know, Let them know what is a standard operating procedure, question mark. Because when you add a question mark to your title tag, it sparks curiosity, just like you speak, you know, in the first three to five seconds with a question mark. So people are like, oh, what is that? Then it will give them the whole thing. When I click on the link, it's a PDF. Literally, it's a three-page PDF that has resources at the bottom. They have their Canada one. They have their YouTube videos. And, of course, they have their, their blogs. And this blog was written, wow. This blog was written, Jesus Christ. This, Ill whoa, November 2nd, 2011. We are in 2023 and I'm getting results for 2011. So you see how effective this is? You don't have to pay ads to get into this position. You just have to position yourself well enough so that you can be found either on YouTube or on your website through Google. And if you can tackle that better than the way they did, then you're good to go. This is a whole three-page PDF that can be downloaded. Now, from this PDF, only God knows how many businesses they've gotten just from answering the question of what is an SOP. Okay, thank you so much for that. I think one of the challenges that I have is I assume, I often assume that nobody wants to hear those kinds of things because I feel like people already know that. Like, you know, if I say, what is a funnel? I almost feel like, you know, I'll tell myself like, nobody wants to hear that. People know what a funnel is. Like people know what a, what a, CRM is like people know what an SOP is. Nobody wants to hear that. So I, I, I see it now. So thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. You're most welcome. That was a great question. Kimmy had a question. I'm coming to you, Ryan, because um, I have, we have a minute before Travis Michelle's segment two. The question is, do you embed an original video into your blog post or embed and in or embed and YouTube video and take it off your site? Oh, or, sorry, you said or embed the YouTube video. Okay. So what you do is when you go to your YouTube video, you want to go to where it says share. You can share it to WhatsApp, share it to LinkedIn, share the, the link. There's a section that says embed. When you embed that copy, you're going to get a code. You're going to copy that code, go into your website builder, and there's a section when it tells you to add images, add videos, add links. There's a section that says add embed. So you're going to copy and paste that embedded link. Once you paste it, it's going to have a HTML hypertext markup language, which is going to be in a preview format. And that's when people can watch your video when you publish it. And then when you now index that to Google search, it will now say that your page has a video. And because Google owns YouTube, you're golden. So I hope that helps you, Kimmy. Ryan, real quick, wanted to come to you before we jump off. I don't want to take too much of Travis Michelle time. Sorry for the wait, but we'd love to hear your question or contribution. Hey, Viva. Thank you. Um, just a quick one. If, for instance, um, one of my businesses is on page two of Google, now 
previously it was on page one. How much work would be required in regards to SEO work and blog writing would be needed to get it back up to page one? So if I got this right, you're, you were ranking on page one and you're now on page two and you're trying to see how you can get back to page one? Yeah, that's correct. Okay, just wanted to be sure of the question. So real quick, I'll answer it this way. When you are updating your website, you want to update your website with current information because Google likes fresh content. So if you're ranking second, the same task I told you all to do in the beginning is to go towards already ranking on page one, start there, look at the results, see exactly what they've done. Most, most times they could have FAQs, they could have infographics, they could have YouTube videos, use those things that they already have, put them together, then go to your website and see what's lacking. And then you update that. When you update that, if your website is connected to the console, it means that Google already will recognize your website because you're already ranking first. But you want to make sure that your content is up to date. It's not all over the place and it's not outdated. So your content may be outdated. Maybe somebody else came up with something that was more specific to the need that made them first. But I can't really tell that from just looking at it or even listening to you. But if we do get on a call, and I wish we got that on that call, Ryan, because I know after we got that you got the email, but I definitely wish that we would have gotten a call so you can see it visually for yourself, and that would have answered all your questions. But there's so much to that piece of puzzle. We can't just magically place it there, but it has to go through a process that will allow us to technically get you to, you know, to that SERP result. But it's possible. It's been done before, and that's why this competition and it's healthy competition for business. So... I hope I was able to at least touch on that and give you the right answer. No, no doubt. And we definitely will jump on a call. I just got to obviously sort out my situation. But yeah, 100% we'll be having that call, definitely. Amazing, amazing. Awesome. Thank you so much, Rocky, Atandra, Ryan. I just want to acknowledge you guys as well. Dr. Shari, um, Lisa, Dr. Sharon, Darren, Kimmy, Martin, uh, Glenn, Dina as well, Idayat, Kemi, Joseph, Hidden. It's good to see you as well, Ikeyama. I appreciate you all for being here. Please make sure you click the link in the chat. That's going to take you to Travis Michelle's room. It's it's starting right now. It should have been started. I can't see it in my, I mean, I'm, I'm not even on Clubhouse. I'm, I'm on Club Deck, so I can't really see, but I pasted the link in the chat. So I'm sure that should take you guys to the room. Um, and if it's open, you should be able to see it. I can't see it on my end, but thank you so much. Hope you all have an amazing day. Make sure you click the link up top. The replays are on, but they're not going to be on forever. So catch it while you can. And then reach out to me, connect with me, and we'll talk soon. All right. Thank you so much, everyone. Mm -hmm.